Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, and welcome back inside to this podcast. And if you're checking out my Instagram, AlexGNYC1, you see I'm wearing an Under Armour red, white, and blue American flag hat because, quite frankly, we must protect this house. And what do we elect a president to do? Protect this house known as America. And is our current one doing it? That's up for debate. But I feel like the up-and-coming generation is where we should look to to protect this house known as America. And Ger- Gerard Uselli of PS46 uh, is has that vision, too, with his uh, students. So, first of all, Ger- Gerard, thanks for joining me. And, and why do you want to come on this podcast today? What, what's going on at PS46 with relation to President's Day, as a matter of fact? Well, thank you so much for having me on this wonderful platform. As for me to express what we've been doing at PS46 is that we have a culture collage called February, dedicating itself for the entire month of federal holidays and also national accolades that have brought our American society to the fruition that it is today. So that culminates between prospects like Black History Month, Lunar New Year, alongside of the Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and so many other holidays that February encompasses. And from K-5 to students in our school, PS46, they've dedicated artwork pieces for it to be displayed at the Staten Island Children's Museum on Staten Island. Now, I understand that it's even more special because these are kids that are really underprivileged, if you will, from what you've told me. Yes. So in the regard of being a Title I school on Staten Island, resources have been scarce. So as far as the limitations that unfortunately our students go through, as far as having the supplies and resources to embody the mediums to do advanced projects, we've always had to think creatively in this past school year as a revival of the arts that has been on Staten Island for our school because we've we've had arts before, but now as I've taken over as their art teacher, I wanted to make sure that we had the means to think creatively and giving them more of a free range to express their sense of branding in how they create art. And are you guys near the Staten Island Children's Museum? I believe you mentioned that I, I think there's also a collaboration with them if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. So that collaboration has been throughout this entire month of February. The exhibit itself has been open for the past three weeks, and this is the last full week of the exhibition being open. And so I know you want to come on now because it seems like this is the biggest week for the project, is it not? That is correct, yes, because being that the schools are off, uh, especially within the DOE sense of parameter, this is a good opportunity for those families to visit the Staten Island Children's Museum throughout the entirety of the five days that we have available, and then until uh, Sunday, which is the last day, uh, which is February 27th. Now, I don't want to make this political, but I have to ask, because it's President's Day, and I feel like... And I'm hoping that CRT is not adopted at PS46, but I feel like kids are learning a different side of America in a more hateful way. And I feel like you're bringing them to love America through these projects. Yeah. So as far as the purpose of February itself, 
of course, there could have been a, a particular focus of narrative just based on the different prospects of what February brings as far as how we learn about America. And being that every letter represents something different, I wanted to make sure that all the holidays are culminated together because it gives a sense of perspective to each student for them to understand the variety of how we truly are together as one today's standards. And um, I know you're a substitute, but what you know, in the eyes of the public, oh, he's a substitute teacher, but. How are you able to make waves as the substitute and not the primary? If if that's a weird question, sorry, but it just I, I'm curious. Sure. So what's given me a little bit of an advantage. So it's kind of ironic in the sense that I've never really done uh, being an art teacher before in my career. But the advantage that I've had is that I've come from the fundraising world. And as I've been doing partnerships for nine years in and out of Staten Island, also expanded throughout the New York City area, I know what it's like to have my people's hat on where I can connect and talk to different vendors and prospects to make sure that we have a magnitude of how we partner throughout the community. So with that nine years of experience working for so many different nonprofits, I've come to the understanding that we needed to have that sense of leadership in going forward to engage with the Staten Island community. Now, also, just in the fact of having of this being our second exhibition on Staten Island, we also had another one back in December at the Empire Outlets on Staten Island. It gave me the sense of confidence to know that my nine years of working in fundraising has not gone to waste. By the way, my my friend and colleague, Christian Caputo, lined this up. So thank you, Christian. And Gerard, Absolutely. I love talking to you. And I love hearing that you're empowering these kids to roll up their sleeves and work because you're in a school situation. Isn't their day surrounded by technology? But then they go to art class and boom, they're rolling up their sleeves. Yes. And I will, I will confidently say that when you bring forth a visual medium as a smart board, and I'm just going to use something specific as a smart board in this example, knowing that I don't have necessarily the artistic talent myself, but the relatable medium between what I use to engage with the class versus what the kids use as far as their laptops to teach themselves at home, it goes to show that if you have a medium that's as relatable, it can build a sense of empathy with those students and you kind of want to just work together. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe that I've brought as a substitute teacher in an artistic role. How much coverage have you gotten for this? Because it's a huge project on Staten Island. Yes, so as far as coverage is concerned, we did get coverage from Staten Island Parent Magazine along with the Staten Island Advance. So, so the graciousness that I've had for both media outlets, also in the regards of having PS46 supporting this endeavor throughout the entire month of February, posting on our website as well, it's given me a lot of humility as far as how I feel about just going forth in this. And who knows what the next opportunities bring, uh, but nonetheless, I'm excited to see what else can come on throughout the future because my mind just never stops. Like it never stops. So I'm excited inside the classroom. How do you feel the kids are doing? Um, are they what's being said out there that they're miserable, that they want the mass off or are they just rolling with it and, and doing their work? 
I think the premise of rolling it with it and doing their work is more of the correlation from the K to five standpoint, at least in my school subjectively. If I was the kind of if I was the kind of just read uh, the premise of your question to the classrooms, I feel like that's more of the vibe than anything else. And I feel like even with or without mask aside, they've at least embodied the passion between every project that I've given them and having students go above and beyond within those levels of expectations. Do you think nationally uh, many projects are going on, but they're really not being highlighted because of what we're seeing in the school board meetings? Right. Absolutely. I, I, I could definitely echo your sentiment. And just with the sense of uh, those types of board meetings, although I'm relatively new to the DOE myself, and you know, it, it, I feel like as being a substitute, it gives me a little bit of an opportunity to, t- to embody more of that leadership initiative. And the more people that I network throughout this process, the more I hope things can change as far as what the future of these different projects can hold. Did you try and pull off projects during the pandemic or, or is this one of the first big ones as we emerge out of this? Yes. Yeah, so as far as the art standpoint with me doing this type of work, this is the first type of opportunity of me being a school teacher uh, focused on arts for the 2021-2022 school year. So I haven't had a position like this before. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, as I've had more of an events background in my former uh, career, I unfortunately lost my uh, last position in fundraising, where I had to literally pivot within a span of two weeks to get myself into grad school where I'm going now at St. Joseph's University. And that's in Brooklyn, isn't it? Or is that in... in... So, so that's, wh- that's where a lot of confusion lies. So there's St. Joseph's College in Brooklyn, St. Joseph's University. I'm in a uh, reciprocity program in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. So you you commute there or you're online or how's that balance? Online. So I'm, I'm an online student. Okay. So you're able to balance it, though, thank God, for, for that. Yes, thankfully. Uh, the, the program itself is pretty flexible to work with. The staff there has been very good with me, and it's just given me a nice understanding as far as what to expect in going into the field. All right, tell me about the kids' excitement when they get these projects completed. To, to, see, the, to see the students' confidence over time as they build their confidence throughout, it does really give off more excitement that I've seen with these students and especially students who don't feel as confident before. Even teachers in my school have told me that they didn't even expect some of these students to be artists until like I've actually given the medium of making it more visual with the smart board engagement. So as I've been communicating through the lens of that with our students, they kind of found more of their niche in making art uh, compared to something that wouldn't be like as traditional. Now, do they also get the curriculum of, in addition to the, all these fun projects, of the primary, the tertiary, the Picasso, like the the classical yes. art as well? Absolutely. Uh, yes, we have been doing a lot of that uh, type of work too. Also, a uh, big thing that we've been covering is Andy Warhol. Uh, that's something that I've been uh, intently focusing on. Keith Haring is Gotta also Gotta love that somebody. Campbell Soup uh, collage, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're doing outside-the-box things with even just the regular curriculum as well, it sounds like. Yes, uh, so there's been, a, there's been a lot of contemporary engagement with our students, 
And it, it gives me a little bit of flexibility as far as how I can use that curriculum to the advantage of the student's interest. And I'm excited to see what else I could do. Are there any field trips on the horizon to say art museums for the kids? So as far as that's concerned, there hasn't been a confirmation yet due to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, I'm really hoping with how things have been going on the on the downward trajectory of cases and things of that sort at this given state, I'm really hoping things can change in the foreseeable future where I can have these different platforms for our students to fully come together and appreciate. How are you as not the primary teacher able to command the respect of the kids to do this? Because we all know when a substitute comes in, sometimes it's like, oh, who's this guy? But it seems like they're really listening to you in the substitute role. How, how are you able to make that happen? And is there advice you could give to other substitute teachers to make a difference in these kids' lives? I feel like the biggest thing, and again, no, no substitute teacher is perfect in this regard, but it's the most important thing to read the room as you're absorbing what goes on in the classrooms and every room is different. So you can have something completely planned like before going into a classroom and then literally in a span of seconds, you're thinking to yourself, is this going to work today? Do I have to pivot to a plan B that could probably suit itself for that type of like engagement with the students? So I always will say to people, as much as you want to plan for your for your A lesson, make sure that your B lesson as is as well prepared. Who inspired you as your teacher growing up? Okay, so as far as inspirations go with high school, especially when I went to more Catholic, Miss Jacobson, a shout out to her, really inspired me to be more within the writing realm, uh, especially especially in the in the sense of like doing my fundraising work, like grant writing and things of that sort. So she kind of gave me that lens to think more pragmatically. And it, that's kind of been like one of my first scopes to kind of reflect now and see like how her impact has been towards me. By doing all these projects, you're sort of passing on what you learned growing up. Yes. And I feel like that's one of those inherent traits that kind of just uh, comes from one teacher and now to somebody who is being a teacher myself. And I think the, I think the beauty of it all is that the imperfections that each teacher has kind of can be suited as an advantage because that showcases more personability as you're talking to like students now. Growing up, did you like art? <laughs> I mean, I know you didn't really do it. This is sort of a new forte, but did you like art class growing up? I always had a nice appreciation towards art. Was I a good artist growing up? Not really, but one thing that I've really enjoyed with art itself was being a museum visitor. So like my favorite museum is the Guggenheim. And I remember seeing an installation when I was 18 for the first time. And since then, I've always been an admirer for how artists can think so creatively. And it made me want to research more newer artists that have been out at that point, especially that I've even taken some art classes when I went to St. John's University but it was kind of like the first time where I was like, wow, art is a really awesome thing to get into. Do your kids know about Banksy yet? Have you gone that modern at all or not really? So we haven't approached that just yet. We haven't done that yet. We're kind of within the scope of getting into the 1970s and 80s because that's going to be more of the exploration of Keith Haring, 
I really want to incorporate some of his artwork into the classroom soon. Now, you mentioned you didn't do much art on the side, but have you been inspired to draw yourself or paint or anything like that, being an art teacher now? So drawing for my lessons, uh, I've definitely modeled more things since I started. And as far as just learning different trades of how to make something more of my own and then relating that instant message to the students, I've definitely taken more of a passion with drawing than anything. Very cool. And I, I bring that up because some of my friends who are artists create these beautiful cosplay things and sometimes they turn into costumes. It's like, whoa, how did that go from a drawing to reality, you know? Absolutely. And, I, and that's that's what I'm hoping that I can make more of a reality with. So like I've always I've always liked the phrase entrepreneur and I feel like I'm embodying more of that than anything else as far as just getting out there. And and obviously, you know, everybody when they think of art thinks of Sotheby's, but maybe we should think about what the newer generation is doing in the classroom as well. Yes. And uh, speaking of Sotheby's, like I, I, I just a uh, shout out to like the hip hop world with Aesop Ferg. Like I was watching an interview with him and just to ha just to sh just to have him like showcase what his vision of art is like and then kind of just acknowledging so many contemporary artists alongside his peers was really cool to witness it was it was one of those like modern case interviews that was inspiring to watch now you mentioned the super bowl and by the way speaking of inspired to watch i'm thinking of how this generation our generation kind of likes to watch bob ross now and all that all that painting. I don't know. Did you become a Bob Ross fan through all of this too? Oh yes. I mean, I, I've liked Bob Ross for years. Like I'm going to say 15 years. <laughs> I've, been, I've been like, I've been like slowly but surely like engaging myself more of his lessons. It's, it, like it's so picturesque and scenic for what he's done. It's amazing how that final product turns out too. But uh, you mentioned the Super Bowl, So my first question is, should that be a national holiday the day after? I mean, should we just make it a national Ooh, holiday after good all? Good question. I th you know what it is like for for 56 years of the American Super Bowl it, it's it, it's a time where hundreds of millions of people in America have come together and kind of just under kind of like honed in on a focus of seeing America in one of its prime days throughout the year so I I feel like it's proven itself to become more of a nationally acclaimed holiday and that's why even in the case of doing the February exhibit, I wanted to showcase the essence of Super Bowl and sports for the month of February because it has a sole purpose of it. Okay, what what project did you see the kids light up most for? I mean, you're probably going to say everyone, but was there something particular? Like Valentine's Day relates to kids way more than adults sometimes, does it not? Yes, yeah, so if I was to highlight one lesson that I feel like kind of put our exhibit on another trajectory... I, I did this heart lesson. It was more of a social, social emotional learning initiative where I would pretty much design a, a heart in a certain way and then have a saying about love. So then I would do four models of this lesson and showcase students what I did. So then I would have like more of a visual aspect of it and then a linear fashion as well where I would write those quotes out for the kids to read, and then they made their own quotes about love. And I feel like when I, when I, had, when I saw the kids actually write their own sayings about love, that I, from that point, I knew that there was something special about this. 
Now, obviously, the PS46 administration gave their blessing. What was that like? I mean, you're in the middle of a pandemic and not sure what to do, and yet here they are giving you their blessing for this. It's a, it's a surreal moment, especially as a newcomer into this field. And I, I feel like it's it's given me a lot of confidence to be to not be afraid to ask, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of a, a lot of fear in the education world is that there's there's not as much assertiveness to ask for things. And I feel like the more that you ask, the more of an understanding uh, to get a parallel of what could work for the school and what doesn't. So it, it needs to have the reinforcement of communication at all times. All right. Well, absolutely. And I don't know if you're thinking of grants down the road to get these projects federally funded, but I don't know. Is that on the horizon, you think? Or once... Yeah, I, I would definitely say within the next coming months. I, I could definitely see grant, especially now that I've built more of a resume with these last two exhibits, I can definitely see grants like being attracted to us as far as what we've done so far. I love your energy. I could just tell over the phone like you're just fired up about this. And and, you know, I, I think that's great. And I think that, uh, you know, that substitute position might become permanent one soon enough, right? That That's the goal? I, I would really want it to be the goal. I hope so. I really hope so. Tom and Gerard Uselli of, is it Uselli? Uselli? How, how do you say it? <laughs> it's Uselli. Uh, Uselli, okay. Of a PS46 in Staten Island. Uh, I don't, I think you're a little, you're not too far from the Staten Island Museum, which is great. So, what are the projects on the horizon? I mean, you talked about these and, and in March, April, June, May coming up. What are your thoughts on those? Yes. Yeah, so as far as different things across the line, I will give you premises for two upcoming exhibitions, one dedicated to Women's History Month in March and then one dedicated to cityscapes in April. Ah, the city. So that, that sounds pretty cool. Does that mean they're going to be drawing skyscrapers and whatnot? Yeah, so more perspective-based drawings, like two-point perspectives. I'm going to start doing, like, lessons dedicated to that within late March, early April for an exhibition within that parameter. Okay, I, I got to ask you about today because it is President's Day, and we didn't really touch on that. What what was the exhibit for President's Day? Did you honor Lincoln and, and yes. all, all the presidents and Washington, whose birthday I think is tomorrow, actually? Yeah, so what we did for President's Day was a couple of lessons dedicated to America. A few of the examples that we have in the exhibit itself are drawings of the Constitution, also drawings of Abraham Lincoln, and then quotes correlating towards the Constitution itself. So one of the most profound things that I feel like I've done with the school was challenging the first grade to write an Abraham Lincoln quote. And for them to actually copy down the terminology of just like what the old English was like within like the 1800s was just a surreal thing. And having them absorb that information at six, seven years old was just astounding. It it really, it was a turning point in how I planned like a lot of my lessons. Does it give you hope for the future in America watching their drive? Yes, because one thing I'll say is when a, when I've seen some star students in those younger classes actually rise to the occasion and provide consistent artwork in return, it really does give me hope that children learn now in a more visual manner and having more of the means and resources to learn more visually can give them more hope and confidence to have those different artworks shown. And so I guess to, 
to bookend this. Uh, do, do you feel confident that these kids can protect this house known as America growing up? And I feel like that has to be resonated in the high school level, too. So will you expand this project to beyond K through five? Yeah, so being that just the final point within like the DOE itself. So if I get my art certification formally through the process itself, that's a K to twelve certification. Oh. So what what I hope to do is, you know, throughout the future is I one of my dream goals is to bridge programs together. So for example, if I can build a continuity process between like our school and then a junior high school to kind of like scout out talent and ha and have them understand who can come into their like junior high schools. I would love to see some some community behind that as well. And how can the community support your efforts here, Gerard? Yeah, so as far as that's concerned, the best way you can do so is if something is out, whether it's through an exhibition, hopefully more project-based learning initiatives as well in the future. Any way that uh, we can get the message out there to uh, through 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 the media through anything like that, we always encourage the community to get involved because these kids are our future. And the parents, I mean, they must be so thrilled too. What you're doing with their kids? It's it's exciting because I've had some I've had some pretty like awesome conversations with their parents and just to kind of like understand a child's passion, even in home. Like there's been parents that have told me that their kids have been more dedicated to actually doing art at home based on some of the things that I've done in the classroom. And that itself is one of the coolest feelings in the world. Do you as a teacher also make sure they're balanced? Like, Hey, you might love art, but remember your history, remember your math. You're that like, do you feel like you're also supporting them through the other subjects as well? I think there's there, there's an, a balance of understanding different elements of what you learn in the school system. And I feel like art's one of those molds that kind of bring things together. Like whether that's through English, whether that's through science or math, there is that kind of like connection through art to make those balances uh, proclaim itself more in the classroom. I can't ask you if this is the most expressive your kids have been because you're just starting out, but... Do you feel like this pandemic and, you know, everybody's been exposed to the news K through five, they're exposed to this every day. So are you finding that they are expressing themselves more so than maybe before through art with all this stuff going on around them? I, w I would say uh, I would definitely say more so because uh, as as children, even in that young of a age group, you know, I feel like it's a time of life where anyone can be reflective. And I think that gives these kids a little bit of an advantage to kind of express themselves through the mediums of art because as life experience happens, there's more of a sense of thinking behind like what can be composed from these students. I want to ask you one last thing because this is Adapting with Alex Garrett and we're talking about how these kids in PS46 have adapted February's Amazing Holidays to an art exhibit so she's seen right now. Uh, and is there a website they can check out to figure out the, the, the times to see them? Yeah, so you can go to Staten Island Children's Museum's website. Uh, easy as a Google search to see their hours. Uh, typically, and I'll just say this, their hours are usually Saturdays, Sundays, 10 to 5. For this week only, I know their hours are more accessible within those parameters. So 
definitely through Monday to Friday. I would encourage anyone to go to the Children's Museum at that point. Will, will they be able to meet the teacher? Will you be there as well? So based on the COVID-19 pandemic, unfortunately, there isn't that sense of opportunity to do something that's more engaging with the students live because that was talked about when this was coming on. But I'm hoping if I do get the chance to partner with the Children's Museum again, that it that it could happen like that of what you were saying in the future. All right. And I mentioned the adapting. I mean, these kids are adapting these holidays into an art exhibit. But it sounds like you yourself had to do adapting two weeks turnaround when this pandemic started. Uh, one thing for people who are looking to adapt to new circumstances every day. I mean, we all are adapting. What's your advice knowing that you had a two week turnaround to do it? My advice is if you feel like something by your gut decision is the right thing to do, follow your gut. I think to follow your gut first is one of the most important things you can try to go by because not every no journey is a perfect journey. So from that point, like if you feel like in your gut this is the right thing to do, it's the best thing to just go for it and then kind of go through the notions of what that can bring you. And you never know. You might have an exhibit uh, lead an exhibit in the Staten Island Children's Museum or a museum, period. So take that risk, folks. That I, I love that message. Thank you. That's so much appreciated. Gerard Uselli, uh, art teacher at PS46 Substitute, but he's really, he's there every day. So he's the art teacher right now, and he's kicking ass, and I'm so glad you joined me today on Alex Garrett Podcasting. Alex, thank you so much for having me today. This has been a wonderful and blessed opportunity, and I can't wait to hear more from you in the future. Absolutely. I'm Alex Garrett, where we are all always adapting.